Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you are being and who you become. And it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. Each week, your host, Dave Jorner, will bring you the best guests, tips and messages to inspire and help you to do life even better. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Do Life Better podcast. Thank you very much for letting me join you in whatever it is you are doing right now as you're listening to this episode. Now, if I do sound a little bit funny today, uh, there's a good reason for that. As some of you know, I completed my very first marathon on Sunday, just gone, and I'm suffering now from a post-marathon head cold. Yeah, a lot of people get sick after doing something like a marathon. So if I do sound funny today, my apologies for that. And in fact, as you know, for the solo rounds, I do like to focus on something that I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of weeks. And of course, these last few weeks for me, the marathon has absolutely been in front of mind. And so today, I like to focus on the idea that you can do hard things. That's one thing that I really focused on a lot. One thing I learned a lot from this marathon just the other weekend. And so I like to look again at the idea of, yes, you can absolutely do hard things. Now, before we kick on with this episode, I'd like you to firstly bring to mind what is a big dream that you have or a big goal that you have. Bring it to mind. It doesn't matter how outrageous it is, how audacious your big dream is. Bring it to mind right now. Is it like a fitness, a health, a well-being goal? Is it some big race that you have planned one day? Is it about saving enough money to go travel overseas? Is it about getting a promotion or getting a job or getting better grades or marks or whatever it is? What's that big dream that you have? Now, firstly, let's remember that these dreams will always only ever be a dream if we don't take action, if we don't create a plan and commit ourselves to start doing something right here and right now to keep moving closer and closer and closer to achieving this goal, achieving this dream. Again, a dream's only a dream if there's no action. It becomes a goal when you start having a plan and start taking the steps that you need. Now, again, today we're going to look at the different things that I really focused on a lot, the things I experimented and things I tried and the things that really worked for me to help me complete the marathon. And not only finish, I mean, finishing it was a huge goal for me, um, but I also was able to come in under my target time, which I was really excited about. And so there's a number of things that I really worked on a lot over these last well, months of training and especially the week in the lead up to the marathon and the day of. And whatever your big goal is, I know that these next few things will absolutely help you as well. Remember, you can do hard things. You have what it takes to achieve these goals. You just need to take the right steps, both physically and mentally. So the things I'm going to talk about today in more depth are that idea of necessity. I know we've spoken about briefly before, but let's put it into even more context today. So the idea of necessity, visualization, feed the good, real positive self-talk, celebrate and back yourself. So that first one of necessity, for me, the idea of doing the marathon was only a dream until it became real, until I had a real immediate desire, need to do it. And that was one day when I thought, you know what, I really do want to prove to my boys, to show my boys, to give them a great example that you can do hard things. And funnily enough, it was also really to prove to myself that I too 
can do hard things. So that was when it really clicked for me that I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start training tomorrow. I spoke to my good mate, Ted, who's a, an Ironman and a triathlon coach. I spoke to him about coming up with a with a training program about what can I do to start taking action right here and right now. So for you, for your big dream, your goal, what's your why? What's that purpose? What's that big outcome that you want to have? Again, for me, it was to be an example for my sons that, yes, you can do hard things. Yes, there's struggle. Yes, there's setbacks. Yes, there's failure. There's mistakes. There's self-doubt. There's all of that. And despite that, you still have what it takes to do hard things. And really, I think the hardest person to prove for that was myself through the training, through the self-belief and all of that. Now, your necessity, your why, your purpose, I believe changes. For me, it became so much more than that idea of you can do hard things. It became more than that. It became additional reasons along the way. Um, you know, when we got closer to the marathon itself, it also became about giving back to my wife. You know, she'd sacrificed so much. I've been training so many long hours and all I ever spoke about was marathon this, marathon that. And so it was really as a way to give back to the sacrifice, to say thank you for the sacrifices that she's made as well. Um, another why, another purpose for me, and this one didn't even really come up until the week before the marathon. I went, I was over in Perth doing some work over there and I went for an afternoon run and went for about 10Ks and was already hurting after 2Ks, which wasn't a good sign because the marathon was coming up that weekend. And I thought, started thinking, you know what? This right now needs to be when I train the mind game really hard. And I started thinking about what could all my whys be? And what, what are all my other purposes? Yes, it's for my sons. Yes, it's for my wife. Yes, it's for me. And then I realized that it's also for the times when I quit. There's, there's for the times when I was younger, the times in the past when I gave up, when I quit, when I doubted myself, and I never even gave something to go because I didn't even back myself. So it was for me back then as well. And then on the race day itself, um, actually, in fact, the night before, um, my wife and my two sons gave me this beautiful gift. It was these little shoelace medallions that you kind of put on the end of your shoes and the shoelaces there. And the one from my boys said, run, dad, run, and they had their initials. The one from my wife said, you've got this. And so I put them on my shoes. And at the starting line the next morning when I was looking down, you know, just that why of it was the perfect example there of, you know, why am I doing this? It's, it's for my sons. It's for my wife. It's for me. Um, that gave me that immediate reminder of my why. Um, it started me, sorry about the pun, but on the right foot. Um, and then I knew that when things got difficult, you know, you start looking down and start hunching over. And then I'll be looking down at my shoes. And again, there's that reminder. There is my why. And, you know, in necessity, I think, it starts to change again when you get even further into it, when the struggle really starts to kick in. Um, you know, I think that it become needs to become even more immediate. You know, a lot of people say that the marathon doesn't start until the 32-kilometer mark, and up until that part, I was feeling fantastic. Um, again, my good mate Ted jumped out in the course and he started recording me as I'm running and having a bit of a chat, and it was all a bit of fun. And then I turned the corner afterwards at 33Ks, and I thought, oh, yeah, the struggle's starting right now. Before that, it was fine. Before that, I wasn't even looking at you know the kilometers on my watch until every 2Ks or something like that. And now I was looking down every 200 meters to see if I was there yet. And so my why, my purpose had to become a lot more immediate, a lot more immediate. Yes, 
those other ones were still important, but it was now more immediate. I reminded myself that, you know, my wife and my mates, they were, and my sons, they were right near the finish line. So I had to get to there. I had to keep stepping forward to get to them. Um, another why became apparent in the 38K mark in terms of I've given too much to stop now. Um, yeah, everything was hurting. Everything wanted to stop, but no, I've given too much to give up just now. So the necessity at the beginning is crucial. It needs to be something big. It needs to be more than just a head thing. It needs to be more than just thoughts. It's got to be something emotional, something deep, something that will keep you driving forward even when that struggle sets in, even when the setbacks happen, even when you want to give up, even when you want to quit. Whatever your why is, whatever that purpose is, it's got to be bigger. It's got to be deeper. So you will dream, whatever that is, that goal that you have, whatever it is, whether again be the promotion, the higher marks, saving up for something or a big fitness race goal that you have, what is your why? Make it bigger. Make it something that's quite deep for you. Okay, so necessity. Second one, visualization. You see, when we visualize, I think we only do half of it most of the time. By the time we only focus on visualizing the good and not the bad. Um, visualizing for me happened in the lead up and also during. So for you, your big dream right now. Okay, just spend a moment visualizing you achieving that. What will it feel like when you reach that goal, when you make that happen? How good is that going to feel? What are you going to see around you? What are you going to hear around you? What are you going to experience? What's it going to feel like inside? And then who are you going to see in front of you? What will they be saying to you? What will you say to them? What will they do? What will you do? Visualize as much of those moments as you possibly can. What can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? What can you sense? What are you thinking? What are you feeling inside of you? Visualize all of that. Again, when the struggle kicks in, visualizing those moments really help. I mean, I was even visualizing that when I was brushing my teeth in the weeks and the months before the marathon. I visualized that last kilometer. I visualized that finishing line. When I was training and, and I started getting tired and my legs were sore, uh, I'd start visualizing that you know, this was the 40K mark. And I had you know, two and a half, two and a bit Ks to go. I started visualizing that. I started visualizing the finish line as I was going. Even during the marathon itself, um, you know, as I was running, I'd see um, people greeting their family and their friends and their loved ones along the race and the high fives and the hugs and the smiles that were happening there. And again, I knew that my family, my friends at the 32 kilometer mark, and then they'll be moving to the finish line at the end. And so I started visualizing what it would be like for me to get to them. So visualize the good things and visualize the bad. You see, again, a lot of times we only visualize the good. And then when things don't work out, when things don't go to plan, we don't know what to do. So visualize the setbacks. Visualize the mistakes. Visualize those moments when you think that you failed. And then what are you going to do to get back up again? When you fall, when you make a mistake, when the pain kicks in, when the struggle kicks in, what are you going to do to keep moving forward who's going to be there to help you who can support you who can encourage you what can you tell yourself how can you just refocus what are you going to do to pick yourself up again and keep moving 
forward. You see, leading up to the marathon, I had a, an ankle problem and I was getting massages done for it and I was speaking to again my mate Ted and saying, look, if we just need to tape it, we'll just do that and I, if I have to walk the last bit, I'll just I'll walk it, I'll crawl, whatever it takes just to finish. So for me, my worst case scenario was just walk across the finish line, just do whatever it took just to get there. Luckily, I didn't need to, it was all okay. But visualizing the bad and coming up with your game plan, what's your strategy to overcome that, builds your confidence. Okay, That way there's no surprises. There's nothing that's going to come up that you haven't thought of. So visualize the good and then visualize the bad, both beforehand and even during when the struggle kicks in, even during those moments. In fact, when you visualize the good, it's kind of – particularly in the sporting sense. And they found that when golfers visualize the perfect golf swing, their brain actually thinks they are doing the perfect golf swing. Okay, so it kind of tricks your brain to thinking that you are practicing. So the first one again was necessity. That one was visualization. The next one is feed the good. Now, um, we only just recently um, heard and spoke, I just spoke recently with Dr. Rick Hansen. Um, and one of the things he spoke about was the idea of feeding the good. Okay, so we have that negativity bias, and it's so easy to focus on the doubt, the anxiety, the nervousness, the fear, all of that. Okay, all the reasons why you shouldn't do this, why you can't do this, why it's not going to work out. It's too easy to do that. So, what we need to do is feed the good. Be really careful on the thoughts and the feelings that you feed, that you give the attention to, that you make bigger. When you feed it, it gets bigger. So, um, right now, the doubts that you have for your dream, for your goal, what are they? What are those reasons? What are those things that you keep telling yourself, you know, those reasons why you're going to fail, those reasons why you're going to mistake, make mistakes? Okay, identify them. Now let them go. Okay, bring to mind what are the reasons where you can succeed? What are those reasons that you can get there? And again, what will it feel like when you do make it happen? Be careful of what you feed. Feed the good. Now, usually... When I'm running, um, when I start feeling sore somewhere, instead of giving attention to that, I'll focus on what feels good right now. And often it's my hands, you know, the feeling of the breeze on my hands that feels good and it helps me run even faster. Um, on the marathon day, nothing felt good. Everything was tired. Everything was sore. Nothing physically actually felt good. So I thought, okay, if I can't change how my body feels, what can I change? What my mind's thinking about right now. I can change my mind game. So instead of feeling what felt bad, I start focusing on gratitude. I would literally start, as I'm running, literally start going through all the people in my life for whom I'm grateful. And I would just start smiling. And I'd start saying, thank you, thank you for all the people in my life I'm grateful for. Uh, I'd even start every now and then when I really started to struggle, when the monotony of the, the kilometers started kicking in, I'd even think, okay, I'm going to escape right now, put my body in machine mode, let it keep going. I'm going to escape right now. And I even just went back to some recent programs I ran and we had some really beautiful moments happen when the students really just created some powerful moments. And I went back to there. I started thinking about a family holiday coming up and how awesome it is that we can actually do this as a family now. Um, so every now and then, I allow myself to escape to that beautiful place. And 
Other times, I just focus on that gratitude and, you know, thanking the volunteers at the water stations. There were kids that lying in the streets wanting to give high fives, so I kind of run out of my way and give each of them high fives. There was kids who had the signs up saying, um, you know, touch this boost button for a power-up or whatever. And so, you know, I'd be doing all that stuff and, um, and just really trying to embrace the moment. What can I be grateful for right here and now? Yes, there's struggle. Yes, there's pain. Yes, there's hurt. But... What can I be grateful for right now? Now, it was a beautiful day. There's people cheering. There's people calling out runners' names as they're running past. There was runners out there who were playing music from their iPhones so everyone else can hear. There's so much to be grateful for if you looked for it, if you wanted to find it, if you wanted to see it. So, feed the good. Even right now, if you are chasing that dream, if you are chasing that goal right now, and things are difficult, where's something that's good here and now? Focus on that. Did you just have a win recently? Um, Is there something else to be grateful for that's not connected? You know, because they've actually found that the grateful mind is stronger. When we are positive, when we're grateful, we are, in fact, stronger. So feed the good. Yes, we have negativity bias. Overcome that by feeding the good. Focus on gratitude, focus on positivity. The next one is real positive self-talk. Not that false self-talk, real positive self-talk. In the lead up to the marathon, my mate Ted, uh, again, really good coach, was saying that when the doubt kicks in, look back through my training app to have a look at the really difficult big runs I did in the past and remind myself of how I felt when I finished. That yes, when I finished, I could still keep on going. Even though it was difficult, I could keep on going. That was a massive boost for me. That filled myself with a lot more confidence, um, helped me overcome that self-doubt. So when you're in those moments of self-doubt, in those moments of nervousness, anxiety, fear, whatever, remind yourself of those moments in the past when you have succeeded, when you did have what it takes to overcome those difficult times. So real positive self-talk. Again, and even sometimes come up with a mantra, like mine was just keep going, just keep going. Um, In those last final kilometers, just keep going, just keep going, nearly there, nearly there. So those little mantras, those positive word mantras that will help you keep moving forward. So real positive self-talk. And then celebrate. Celebrate the small wins that you have along the way. You know, like I was celebrating the five kilometer mark, the 10 kilometer mark, the 21.1K mark. I celebrated the fact that I'd run further than I'd ever run before after the 28K mark. You know, every kilometer after that, I'd celebrate the fact that this is the first I'd ever been. Celebrate the small wins along the way. Otherwise, the big goal seems too far away. It seems unattainable. So break that big goal down into small little achievements targets and celebrate each small win along the way that fills you with that positivity with that drive to keep you moving forward so again celebrate the wins along the way and then that last one is back yourself believe that you have what it takes to figure it out that you have the resources the knowledge the know-how the support the people around you that you need to really keep moving forward and to succeed when you back yourself that helps grow your confidence. It helps give you all that you need to keep on moving forward. For me, yeah, there were moments of doubt. Absolutely. Even on the starting line, the lady next to me turned around and wished me all the very best and turned out that was her 12th marathon run. It was my first. And when she said, you know, when you get to that that last 
two kilometers, the crowd go off and you feel so good and that helps you get across the line. Even in that moment, I kept thinking, I hope I get there. I hope I get to see what that's like. For me, it wasn't a yes, it's going to happen. For me, it was a I hope it will because you know, in that week leading up to it, I still having ankle troubles. And for me, I was like, I don't know if it's going to hold up. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I backed myself in terms of my mental game and that my spirit would be strong enough to keep me moving forward, but I didn't know if my body would get me there or not. But to be able to back yourself, to know that, yes, you know what, if my ankle blew out, I was going to just somehow find a way, hopefully, to keep moving forward. That Yes, my mind game was strong enough. Everything else that I can control right here and right now, I can back myself that I can make it work. I can keep moving forward. So right now, with your big dream, your big goal, do you truly back yourself? Do you truly believe that you have the resources, you have what it takes, the mindset, the capabilities, the knowledge, the skills, the experience, the people around you? Do you really have what it takes? Do you back yourself? If not, how come? How can you get to the stage where you can truly back yourself? Do you need better people in your corner? Do you need more experience, more skills, more knowledge, more training, more challenging times to prove to yourself that you've got what it takes. What can you do to get to that stage where you can back yourself that, you know what, no matter what comes up, I'm going to make this happen. There were times along the run when like at the 21K mark, I thought I'm feeling fantastic. I'm going to make it. Even at the 38K mark when I was really struggling, I kept thinking, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it. I started truly believing, truly backing myself. So remember, back yourself. You have what it takes. You have the resources. You have the mindset, the ability, the skills, the people in your world to help you get there. Backing yourself is incredibly important. So remember, for your dreams, your big – let's – Again, I have been calling them dreams, but maybe we should have been calling them goals because, again, when you have the plans, when you have the strategy, when you take the action, it's no longer just a dream. It becomes a goal that can be a reality for you. So for your goals, what can you do now to start taking that positive action to keep moving you forward to achieving it? You have got what it takes. You can do hard things. Yes, there will be struggle. Embrace the struggle. That's the moment to test you. That's the moment when you get to put all your practice, all your training, all your study, all your hard work into action in that struggle moment. That's when you get to prove exactly what you have, exactly what you're capable of. That's the moment that's all about. That's the moment that you truly get to shine. Like for me, after finishing, I couldn't walk for a couple of days, really. Walking was painful. Walking was difficult. Standing up, sitting down, all that was difficult. For days afterwards, the most enjoyable part was I could eat whatever I wanted to and, and then some. But yet, it was all so worthwhile. Why? Because that final moment when it all came together, when I was able to achieve that goal. Remember. You have what it takes. You too can do hard things. This week for your goal, your challenge, what's one of those things you're really going to work on this week to help keep moving you closer and closer and closer and closer to achieving that big goal of yours? Can you work on your necessity? Can you work on your visualization? Can you feed the good instead of the bad? Can you feed the good? Can you focus on that real positive self-talk? Can you celebrate the small wins along the way? Or can you really work on backing yourself 
even more. So whatever that big goal is out there, let me know. I'd love to know how you're going with that. I'd love to know when you achieve it, when you succeed in that big that big dream, that big goal that you have. So again, please do share this out there with your friends and your family. Leave a rating and a review. I'd love to know how this podcast is going for you. Thank you again for joining me today. I can't wait to be with you again next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. You can find all our show notes at www.projecthatch.com.au forward slash do life better. If you'd like to book Dave Joyner to speak at your event, company or school, you can contact him at hello at projecthatch.com.au. You can contact us on Facebook at Project Hatch and on Instagram at project underscore hatch. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone you think would benefit from these messages. And now it's time to get out there and do life better.